0: One of the best food scenes in the country, right here in Minnesota. And nobody knows it like
1: magazine food critic and James Beard Award finalist, Jason Derusha. Now bringing you the most interesting people and hottest trends. Let's listen in as Derusha Eats. Episode 12, like all of our episodes of Derusha Eats, is going to make you hungry. I promise. It's Jason. So glad to have you with us here on Derusha Eats. We are leaving the big city for the small towns. Two stories, two restaurants, both with people who started in the Twin Cities and felt a tug, a pull, to go somewhere and do something different. Chefs Mateo MacBee and Aaron Lucas left Minneapolis for St. Joseph. St. Joe is like a small central Minnesota college town. Uh, They're bringing New Orleans cuisine. Mateo's bringing racial diversity. Aaron's bringing incredible baked goods. Man, crew just has an energy and a quality that's full of love. It was a big risk, though, opening a New Orleans restaurant in the middle of Minnesota farm country. And then Josh Petzl, who spent his career running restaurants in Minneapolis, in the Twin Cities, who left for a Wisconsin River town to raise his family and open the Great River Roadhouse. What is it like to leave the big city? What do they miss? What don't they miss? All of that and more. In episode 12 of DeRussia Eats. Our guests today have a story that is amazing. A restaurant in a spot that is unexpected at first blush. Crew is in St. Joseph, Minnesota. Right on the campus of the uh, College of St. Benedict's. You might not expect a couple of Minneapolis uh, chefs to go out to St. Joe and open a New Orleans-inspired restaurant called Crew. But then you haven't met Mateo McVie and Aaron Lucas, who are with us here in studio. So good to have you guys here. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Uh, when you first made this move, everyone thought you were crazy, right? Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah pretty
3: much. <laughs> Including ourselves.
2: Inclu- yeah, definitely.
1: Take us back. The the This was 2018? Is that when you made the move?
2: Yeah, well, we first moved to New London Spicer area. Oh, that's right. Yeah,
3: Yeah, a couple years, maybe two years prior to that, we were in New London with a restaurant called Model Citizen in a brewery there. Um, And then the owner of the building that they were building in St. Joe came and ate the jambalaya and asked if we would come to St. Joe and build a restaurant.
2: And that was only three months after we (laughs) had established roots in New London. So time flew, but then 2020 we... Made the move to Saint Joseph. So,
3: yeah.
1: Matteo, you grew up in Bloomington. In Bloomington, and Aaron, you're from Orno. So, you guys are suburban Twin Cities kids. Yes. Yep. <laughs> when you first went out to New London, when you first made that move to to Greater Minnesota, what what was the motivation? What what made you say, you know, let's let's try something
3: different? We were chasing land. Actually, um, the idea was to grow food somewhere within an hour and a half or so of the cities um, and have kids be able to come out, spend some time with us on the land, grow the food, and actually come back to the city and build a restaurant in the city so the kids could follow it out there and back. Um, But out there, there was a need, and we just figured out how to fill it.
2: A need for food. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was kind of a food desert, per se. Um, Things have changed quite a bit since we first moved out there, but... Um, In this small town in New London, it was a brewery that was hoping to get rid of all of the to-go food that they would discard at the end of the night, all the boxes of pizza and all that stuff. Oh,
1: interesting. The motivation was more about like, man, look at all this waste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and
2: they had a little uh, garage outbuilding on their property that they were like, well, we'll just turn this into a kind of a shack of sorts of food. People will come up and order. They'll have to leave the building, do all this, and then – there was one night that we spent the night with them, and um, we kind of did a chopped version of their kitchen. Um, they were mm. like, just cook a stuff that's in our fridge. And we came up with five different dishes, and the next morning after they slept on it all, they're like, okay, we're actually going to make an expansion in our brewery <laughs> to house a kitchen, a bigger dining space, a private dining space. And so how about that? <laughs>
1: it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And now here all these years later— you're in St. Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are are going well. Tell me how it's going. You have crew, and then you have a bakery that uh, is part of it.
3: Yep. Yeah, everything's going really well. We are um, busy most nights, and expanding our catering options and stuff out there. Doing a lot of private events. Um,
1: Were you worried? I mean, St. Joe is seven thousand people or so. You mm-hmm. they draw from sort of the surrounding area. It's such. It's a very cute town. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of black people in St. Joe's.
3: There is not. No, we are the first black owned business um, in the city of St. Joe's, 150 year history. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, there are not a lot of black people. Um, I feel like my mother was an education in the city of St. Paul for 51 years. And she raised me to be in this type of environment. Where it's about community, helping people, mm-hmm. making sure that um, at the bottom line you are um, being a good steward of whatever gifts you were given inside of the community that you're in, and so that's kind of what I've leaned on. The she, whole time she was a, you know. a, a, right? yeah,
1: a teacher and a principal, right? Yeah,
3: teacher and principal. Yeah, spent the last twenty six years at Saint Paul Central as a the principal there. So it's cool. Yeah,
2: and now she makes sure that the red beans are cooked yeah. to <laughs> standard, the jambalaya is seasoned properly, and yes, we're behaving. The yeah.
1: <laughs> The food is a family story, really, mm-hmm. isn't it?
3: Yeah. Um, so my grandfather, uh, my mother's one of uh, 10 kids born and raised city in New Orleans. Grandfather was a merchant marine chef on a cargo ship that would leave from the port of New Orleans, travel all over the world. So our main um, recipes, red beans, jambalaya, gumbo are all his recipes. So they're you know pushing 80, 90 years old mm. recipes. Mm-hmm. When
1: you first made your version of these recipes, did they tell you you, you were
3: screwing it up? <laughs> um the red beans my mother still says her red beans are better than mine
2: well i will still agree with that her red beans are better it's just
1: you're not just saying that no like, i'm not are, like
2: yeah. it, and that just comes she's got what how old is she how much older is she than you 30 years of more experience yes
1: it's yes. a lot of raps so Yes,
2: i mean he of, might yeah. get there when he's 80 or 90 but
3: something to shoot for exactly yes. yeah Always striving for, for <laughs> mother's approval. Yeah. We all are. We're yeah. all chasing it. It's,
1: I mean, man, some days you're like, come on, I'm in my late 40s and I'm still chasing this? Yes, yes I am. Yes. Yep. It still is elusive, though. Yep. Yep. Not quite that. <laughs> Mateo McVie and Aaron Lucas, are a guest crew, is the restaurant in St. Joseph. You guys were uh, the subject of really a, a wonderful story in the New York Times. Back in uh, 2020, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Anderson with a terrific mm-hmm. story. Being, you know, you're n- y- neither of you are an overnight success. Like you, no. you no. got and Matteo, you're a little older than Aaron. Yeah, yeah. but you've been <laughs> at this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it like to have you know someone as well regarded as Brett, who's one of the best food writers in the country, come and put you guys in the New York Times?
3: Uh, it was. Uh, surreal yeah, it's still kind of still is pinch surreal. ourselves, honestly <laughs> yeah he um he was keeping a file um during in uh, around kind of the George Floyd murder, and he reached out to me and asked me because have fifteen minutes of my time uh fifteen minutes turned into two hours, which turned into let me call my um, producer or whoever he needed to okay, can we actually fly right now?
2: And this was in you know the very beginning of right COVID it. too, oh, or yeah. right in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So he needed to run everything up the chain, and he said, "I'm coming." Um, and he originally is from St. Paul. Um, his father was a mayor or the governor at one point in time, Governor Anderson, Wendell Anderson. Yeah, yeah. and so he um, uh, came back and actually brought some friends with him when he came. One of them was a, a mentee of my mother's mm-hmm. huh. in education in St. Paul. And so um, it was just cool. He came. He asked a lot of questions. We brought kind of our, our um, core group of people that we work with around. Um, and he just took a ton of notes and asked a lot of questions and, and left and then said the story will write itself when I transcribe yeah. it and called us back. And, you know, we we're thinking we we're going to be a little tiny little blip in there. But He's like, uh, actually, you're going to be on the front page of the food section. So, crazy. Cheers. Yeah. And
2: it, it rolled out right because, you know, during that time it was, you can only do to-go food. You can only do this. Right. You can only do that. Right. right when Governor Waltz opened up 50% seating was when, when that hit. this mm-hmm. article hit. Uh, and it yeah. was so serendipitous. Mm. We, you know, we still owe Brett. All the, yeah. you know, jambalaya he wants. but
3: <laughs> Yeah, he's an awesome human being, yeah. first and foremost, but an amazing writer, too. And so. he came
2: back to visit, I think, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been—now we have a relationship with him, and it's mm-hmm. very awesome.
1: Matteo McVee and uh, Aaron Lucas are with us here from Crewe in St. Joseph. When we come back, I want to ask you guys a little bit about those family recipes— For many people in central Minnesota, I I presume you are their introduction to gumbo and to real red beans and to jambalaya and kind of what that vision of food is for you guys. And we'll get your uh, three restaurant recommendations as you guys are back in the Twin Cities. I know maybe you're asking me for recommendations as you come back. (laughs) 419 to Russia Eats. It's brought to you by the Minnesota Pork Board and Liquor Boy. We'll continue with the crew from Crew here on Drive Time. Mateo Mackby, Aaron Lucas are our guests. Crew is the restaurant Flower and Flower. Clever. Mm-hmm. It's Flower, F-L-O-U-R, and Flower, like the plant, is the bakery right behind Crew, right in St. Joseph, uh, joining us here for DeRussia Eats. Mateo, talk about uh, the New Orleans-style food that you cook you grew up haven't your mom made this
3: yes yeah i grew up on new orleans food my entire life um gumbo red beans jambalaya red beans by far is my favorite of all the three what makes
1: red beans because people maybe have had it like at a counter service or maybe they've had it when they're traveling or barbecue you maybe mm-hmm. you've had beans but not red beans yeah. what what makes it
3: uh starts with camellia red beans we're not using anything else um Beautiful, beautiful bean that bursts and just makes the most creamy, um, luscious, succulent sauce to everything. Um, And then just controlling the seasoning, I think, a lot of times is where it's at. We're letting the seasoning in the andouille sausage, the ham. Um, Smoked turkey legs was one of my uh, grandfather's secrets instead of using a ham hock breaks down a lot faster, oh. flavors the Headlock water. is slow to work with. Yeah, yeah. super slow, and you, um, that smoked turkey leg with the smoke in it kind of permeates everything. Oh, cool. Really makes it uh, uh, really awesome.
1: And you end up with something that almost looks like a gravy.
3: It does, yep, gravy with some nice chunks of all those meats, and uh, a few of the beans end up being you know cooked and stay whole, but still will kind of... They'll just melt away. Have
1: you had to adjust spice at all for like the uh, stereotypical central (laughs) Minnesota palate?
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have. Right.
1: Yeah, it's just reality.
3: reality. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, um, you know, black pepper. To some people, is spicy <laughs> ketchup oh, that's spicy? A little zingy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What is that? in there? got a little
1: kick. Yeah. Got a kick
3: to it. And a lot of the misconception is that Creole food, Cajun food, is super, super spicy. Some of it can be. The majority of it is just warm with cayenne, um, not a, like a jalapeno or a habanero kind of kick to it. So, uh,
1: different personality type to be a baker. Often,
2: mm-hmm. very different.
1: <laughs> so, how do you? How, how would you characterize the personality differences with you two? Well... Other than you must be like a, like a spastically obsessed uh, down to the...
2: Well, I mean, I would... Well, I'll first preface it. This is why we make a great team, right? Ah. I am more detail-oriented, organized. Mm. I like to be a little more on time. Um, <laughs> and he is the bigger picture. Yeah. The, uh The next move, the I'm late because of the, you know... Mm. So we balance. This um, feels
1: like very much like my marriage. You yeah. could be my wife. Yeah. Right well, it's now, very, this I mean, is what Alyssa says about yeah. me.
2: It, he's Gemini. I'm Sagittarius. That also plays a big role in all of this. But yeah. he's four steps ahead. I'm six backwards, cleaning up and shutting doors, making sure we can get to those four steps properly. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, a,
3: it's a good partnership. It is. For sure.
2: It's very balanced.
1: Magical that you two found each other, though, don't you think? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Say.
2: Very serendipitous. She spilled,
3: spilled a five-pound um, thing of peppercorns on my station at Mozambia when we both were there. Ten years ago, yeah. And that's and how I it all started. And I was so
2: embarrassed I made him clean it up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: and And... You were just enchanted, Mattana. Uh, well, <laughs>
3: that was it. And then I found out that she had went to this, you know, she's graduated the CIA in New York. So she's got chops herself, too, mm-hmm. as far as the culinary side, not even the baking side, of yeah. the pastry side of things. But So once I found out that, you know, that was the luster. You know, everybody wanted to go to the CIA. The I Culinary at, Institute. Yeah, Culinary Institute in America. And, uh, so I had a lot of questions. And I was like, I just want to ask some questions. And then questions led to, do you want to hang out sometime? <laughs> <laughs> And, and then it, it, ten years
2: later, we're still still here. Yeah, kicking it.
3: I don't know if
1: you would have expected, Aaron, that you would be moving to Central Minnesota.
2: Though. No, I had. Are plans- you glad?
1: Has this turned out like like you guys had hoped? Better than you hoped?
2: Oh, far better. You know, I mean, I had my own goals and dreams after college and wanting to live in Italy and doing the whole American chef teaching, you know, all that stuff overseas. But this is, you know far greater than I think I could have ever imagined.
3: Yeah, we're both living our dreams. Yeah. You know, I've always dreamed to have a restaurant to celebrate my mother's side of the family, that mm-hmm. Creole, Cajun lifestyle, food, culture, music, everything. Yeah. And she's always had an interest in wanting to have a bakery with that had flowers. As
2: yeah. I've got a little witchy side that I try not to expose too much, but <laughs> the bakery allows me to do it through my baked goods. So it... yeah. Yeah. What
1: when when people come to see you guys uh you're closed on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, when they go to the bakery, what what should they get to really mm-hmm. get the experience, you know?
2: Well, I mean, there's three things that you have to get. You have to get either a cappuccino or a true macchiato. We source our coffee from Up Coffee Roasters here in the Minneapolis best, the and best. Some days it's just you take a sip and you have to stop in your in your stride of walking to the rest or walking wherever you are and just holy crap, this is the best yeah. cup of coffee you've had and then you have to get a pastry. we are known for our laminated croissants we have a sourdough um base croissant dough, so any of the pastries that we offer savory or sweet, and then pie pie is. Um, my love. That language. was sort of
1: your kind
2: of yeah, that, your breakthrough. Yep. Right? That we are we are both very centered in our family recipes. Pie was from my paternal grand or my paternal grandmother. Um, she had us eat pie for breakfast whenever we'd visit. So pie, pastries, and coffee—that is my jam.
1: And crew is uh, obviously you're doing dinner during the week, but your uh, Sunday brunch has become. Uh, the the stuff of legend.
3: yeah it has um i love breakfast um i could probably eat it all day (laughs) every day um and so combining that i'm a big sweet savory kind of guy and so um we do anything from shrimp and grits where we source anson mills jimmy's red Mm -hmm. um grits that are um Pre-slavery grits, so it's a totally different experience when you eat those. Uh, we do a boudin shrimp that goes on those. We do fried shrimp. We do a, a cochon de lait, which is a braised pork with a little bit of um, milk um, in there as well. We do our po'boys are there. We do our smoked chicken has become thing of legend, so we incorporated a hash with our smoked chicken.
2: And the there. other legendary crab cake, Benedict. Yeah. That is just nice. dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb.
1: All right, three recommendations. Uh, if you guys could share some favorite restaurants you guys like to visit. Ooh.
2: Okay, well, favorite bakery right now, Black Walnut. Oh, Sarah, absolutely.
1: It's right in uptown. Kicks, but yeah, Yeah. Sarah's been a guest on the show.
3: She's oh, cool. amazing.
2: She yeah, she was one of my mentors and. I will say this. I love you, Sarah, but she was the one that made me cry the most, which tells me that she was one of the best She's tough. mentors I've ever had. She's tough. <laughs>
3: she is tough. I like that. Um, we've spent the last few weeks, you'd have to come down here for different events. So we've been at Porzana, which I really, mm-hmm. really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, lovely atmosphere. The food is really good. Cocktails are really good. Um, got some cool wine recommendations in there as well from um, Legendary. Nice. Uh, Sommelier, and then I would, uh, man, we eat so many different places when we're here. Do
1: you have a good good St. Joe, or uh, where do you go uh, close to home when you're not at your own place? Anything up there?
2: You'd probably shoot me if I said this, but Olive Garden (laughs) is where we go the most up there. (laughs) There's no shame. It's it's one of my guilty pleasures. It absolutely is. The salad gets me every time. (laughs) She doesn't
3: get anything other than... uh, (laughs) That was, Never my, ending. that was my family's,
1: <laughs> like, that was where we went for graduation and celebration. It was the Olive Garden. Yeah.
3: No shame. Oh, geez. No shame. Kind of no, we've
1: got great cideries
2: and breweries that we spend a lot of our time at, too, up there. But. Really, yeah,
1: really fun. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for coming in. This was really terrific. Uh, go visit Crew in St. Joseph, uh, beautiful central Minnesota. Pretty cool. Short drive uh, from here in the Twin Cities. Mateo and Aaron, thank you guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Jason to Russia with a message from Minnesota's pig farmers. Discover the meat of the North. Pork. Pork is as Minnesotan as the lakes, trees, and people who call this state home. Did you know there are more than 30,000 pig farming families? They live and work in the North Star state, raising one of the safest, most delicious meats the whole world can enjoy. Pork is something we enjoy in the DeRussia family at least a few times a week. Maybe it's pork loin roast, shoulder, pork chops, ribs. Oh, bacon. Oh, I'm getting hungry just talking about it. It's so affordable, too. If you're looking for recipes, mnpork.com's got them. Great recipes like dilled pork cutlets, Parmesan-crusted pork chops, and you can feel good about eating pork from Minnesota farmers. They've been reducing their carbon footprint with better genetics, new technologies, and more. Pick up pork tonight for dinner at your local meat market or grocery store. Let's have Minnesota pork for dinner. Oh, yeah. De Russia Eats continues. Here's your host, Jason DeRussia. Our guest today is from the Twin Cities originally, but picked up and opened up the Great River Roadhouse in DeSoto, Wisconsin. He drove three hours to come and join us here on DeRussia Eats today. Josh Petzl, it's so good to have you with us. Thanks for having me. You said the the drive is not that unusual for you because uh, your whole family's here,
0: born and raised here in the Twin Cities, uh, forty five years total in Minnesota. So uh, I'm back and forth fairly often, and uh, enjoy the opportunities to come visit friends and family.
1: What led you to Desoto and to opening uh, a, a roadhouse in this the Desoto? From my research, is a town of about uh, uh, fewer than three hundred people, right?
0: Well, we've we've blossomed up to three hundred and nine oh, with the right. most recent census. It nice. was, uh, I believe, teetering about two eighty when we moved there in twenty twenty. Well,
1: you can see why you'd open a restaurant there with three hundred nine residents. I mean,
0: absolutely. <laughs> well, we we were fortunate. We we purchased an existing business that had been around for a couple of decades. Uh, my particular connection to that area was my mom and her husband's summer home was actually in DeSoto, Wisconsin.
1: and DeSoto is uh, right on the river right beautiful the river. beautiful town, right? Absolutely. We're
0: 30 miles south of Lacrosse, right on the Mississippi
1: what uh, what is it like uh, running the great River Roadhouse?
0: Well, it's tough to compare anything to it because we bought right in the middle of the pandemic. We moved to the area. We moved from the Twin Cities right uh, May thirty first, 2020. And if you recall your calendars and what was going on during that time, but we pulled out the door literally with um, riots, with um, quarantines. Mm. Uh, It was just a surreal experience, quite
1: frankly. And being in Wisconsin... Things didn't shut down quite as much as as they did over over here in Minnesota, did they?
0: Correct. We we um, the the prior owners were very very opening, very gracious to us in the fact that they allowed me at time to work in the kitchen during the month of June during 2020. Uh, Wisconsin opened up almost full, I believe, full tilt right at the end of May there, and then we took over actually technically on July fifteenth, 2020, and it was it was game on right from the puck drop.
1: Now you have worked here in the Twin Cities and restaurants for a long time, right? You're... I did. I did for a long time. I
0: was a, a partner with Cara Irish Pubs. I oversaw the day-to-day operations for the local right here down on Tenth and Nicollet for uh, about eighteen years.
1: How different is kind of owning and operating your your own restaurant in a small town as compared to you know the local? And I know you worked at Famous Dave's and what? How different is it, or is it similar? Well, th-
0: th- there are some challenges that are the same. And there's some that are different. The biggest difference between business ownership and management is that business ownership involves the accountability ends with you every mm. single time. Yeah, there is, you know, you have to make decisions on what you're going to do yourself, what you're going to delegate and what you're going to outsource. And I, you know, being with car Irish pubs, we had an army of people. We had it people, we had CFOs, we had attorneys, we had, you know, people that you could just go to when you were stuck on something. Whereas when you own your own business, you're you're a little bit on an island some days. Yeah.
1: Because Kara is the the local. There are a couple of those now, and uh, Kieran's also right.
0: Right, and at the time, the Liffy over. Oh, the Liffy too. Yeah, yeah, that's I believe is now a Cowboy Jacks or a, so, whatever it is. So now. I don't damn, know what So many it is. so many
1: damn cowboy bars. Right, right. Wild what is the, what is the story? Why do you think that's so appealing to
0: people? Well, you know, you like to come in guns blazing, you know, and get going.
1: (laughs) It feels right, I suppose so. Right. Yeah. Josh Petzl is the owner and the operator of the Great River Roadhouse in uh, DeSoto, Wisconsin. There's something I think that, especially people who kind of go to a summer home, there's some sort of, there's some magic, there's some romance into that, that small town restaurant. For you, like taking over a place that's been around for a while, like how do you keep that feel and keep that vibe? Because I, I, at least it's my sense that it's more about a feel and a vibe than it is necessarily about making sure their favorite roasted chicken is still on the menu. Although Absolutely. you'd best have the roasted chicken.
0: Absolutely. And, and that, that is, was, and still is a challenge on our side. Um, of the business now we you know we do have an eight-year-old son who was four when we moved he goes to school at Prairie View which is the elementary right in DeSoto Um, you know and so we are part of the community I mean it's not like we just helicopter in and and do business and then helicopter out when we're not open we are we are there we are immersed in the culture and it's important to us to be you know pillars within the community And, and we've implemented our 50-50 community partnership where we do a different pizza every single month, and then half of the proceeds from that pizza go to help out a local organization every single month. And every month we're generating anywhere between six, dollars $700 a month, upwards to $1,500 a month for organizations that we can reach out and touch. And for That's us, a that's big important. deal. It's that's absolutely. a big deal, right? Absolutely, and, and it's something that's very important to us. We, we started it. First Month we did it in August of 2020, I think we did the DeSoto Youth uh, Softball and Baseball Association. I think we raised $250, and that was exciting. Yeah. And then um, during the month of September, for example, we did the Prairie View Elementary School PTO, and it was $925. And that's a significant amount of money, no matter where you are. No doubt. And it goes yeah. directly into people's hands that need the money and can use it.
1: Do you, uh, you know, I think there's something, there's something to what you're talking about. The idea that, like, Obviously, you're part of the fabric of a community, but when you can make an impact like that, you also get to see that impact because these are your, na- literally, these are your neighbors.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and, and working with Carr for a long time and being directly tied into Finnegan's with with Jackie and what she does there and working with Kieran for a long time, you know, there is a sort of ingrained sense of community that I come to the table with that's important to me and, and mm. it's important mm-hmm. to Fawn, my my partner and all this, to make sure that, you know, not only do we see the tangible benefit, but that also that we continue to do it, and we and we make steps to ensure that it will carry on. You know, each month and then each year and so on and so forth.
1: Ian from the local is
0: texting to say hi. Ian from the oh Ian Watson, there you go, Ian. How you doing? Uh, tell him tell him we're going to be down at the loon tonight. <laughs> there,
1: well, now everybody knows. So nice, if You, uh, you want to go say hi to Josh? Maybe remember him for the local. Now he's the owner. Uh, Of Great River Roadhouse. Just, like, get in a boat on the Mississippi River, head downstream, and, you know, a couple hours later, you'll be there.
0: Absolutely. I got a a call from a guy uh, this summer who was wondering what the camping options were near our restaurant because he was kayaking from St. Paul or Twin Cities to Dubuque. Cool. So that means he's going through all the locks. Yeah. That means he's staying overnight. He's doing everything he can. I don't know if it was kayak or canoe. I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. But he was going solo. And so I let him know that he can camp right in the parking lot if he wants to. And he can easily. We have a tunnel that goes underneath the highway and the railroad tracks from the river directly to our parking lot if he wanted to make use of that as well. Cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's pretty fun. Josh Petzl is with us. We're talking about running a restaurant in a small town in Wisconsin. When we come back, Josh will share his connection with Adam Carter. He'll share uh, three favorite uh, restaurants, too. A couple recommendations uh, from Josh Petzl. As we continue, 419, Russia Eats. Russia Eats, a veteran of the local here in downtown Minneapolis. Moved with his family. To a small town on the Mississippi River in Wisconsin. DeSoto is just about 45 minutes or so south of La Crosse. Right in the absolutely beautiful Mississippi River Valley. And owns his own restaurant. It's called Great River Roadhouse. Now, one of my Facebook uh, followers originally suggested that I reach out to you. And you told me that you have an Adam Carter connection.
0: That, that is correct. Um, Adam and I were uh, at school together at Gustavus in the uh, the not, mid-90s.
1: Not a lot of people try to use that as a positive, that they well, have at Adam Carter. I, I didn't say I was trying to use it as a positive. <laughs> I just figured I'd throw the line in the water and see what bites. Um, Do you miss being here in the Twin Cities
0: at all? I do. I do. And I, it's, uh, it it strikes me every time I drive north up 52 and then I start to see uh, the Twin Cities, the skyline. Um, There are definitely elements to it that I miss a lot. And mostly is the people, people that I got to know well. And um, having lived and worked downtown for nearly two decades uh, in a big city, I miss the energy of the city at times as well. But I will say this when uh, most recently I had to walk the dog outside at night to go to the bathroom on a leash because she's still recovering from surgery mm. and you look around and like seeing the stars that we see out by our house and just how quiet it is um you know it offsets a lot of that yeah. as well too and it, it's hard to it's hard to put into words, but just the 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 feeling of comfort that comes over you with that with that sight as well,
1: right, yeah, I often wonder. You know, I'm I'm someone who it's funny that I live in a suburb because the reality is I feel like I'd be most at home either in a giant city or in the middle of nowhere, like a a small town where you there are three stores and everyone knows everybody, and I I would like that too. Absolutely,
0: and and Minneapolis, you know, I, I, like I said, I Live well, is a great is a great downtown area. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I moved downtown in two thousand four. And started working here actually in 2000, and I, I really got to see the city explode during that time with all the development that occurred, and, and Nicollet Mall's resurgence, and Target doing what they did, adding the store to it, and just you know walking Nicollet Mall nearly every single day to and from oh, work yeah. was awesome.
1: Do you you know being in Desoto, you're not too far from Lacrosse, Winona, uh, is Lacrosse. Uh, I I sometimes think Twin Cities people, because we're so conditioned to go north, that people sleep a little bit on kind of how cool La Crosse, Wisconsin, has gotten. Absolutely,
0: I you know if when I tell people where I'm at right now, they have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, if I was to be in Madison, Milwaukee, or Chicago, and I was to tell people Desoto, Wisconsin, they'll know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's we are a destination recreational area. For the east side of the state
1: for Illinois. Isn't that funny? People will drive 5-6 hours to get to Desoto. But here you're 3 hours and people have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Absolutely. And and it's, you know, that region, the, the region here where the four states kind of come together, you know, it's called the Driftless Area and it's it's a it, in the fact that it's unglaciated and so you have a very um You know, you have a lot of rocky bluffs. You have some terrain that just sets itself up for some absolutely unbelievable sightseeing. You know, I noticed your tweet when you were talking about going out for fall colors. And I'm like, you got to head a little further south. I almost made it. I know. I I mean, October is one of our busiest months of the year.
1: Because people check it out. Absolutely.
0: And, and And people drive three hours, and I'm not even kidding, on a Saturday or Sunday to come and you know eat some pizza and eat some ribs at the roadhouse and a lot of it the food is good i mean the food is very good but the drive is also awesome too yeah like the whole experience from the moment they walk out the door till they get home is 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 a great day and um we're lucky to be in that
1: area so when people come down there what do you recommend what should they order what is your what do you think are, are your real show stoppers pizzas is where it's at
0: uh, the prior owners put together a pizza program. We do our dough in-house, our sauces scratch. We get our sausage ground for us by City Meat Market, which is over in New Albany, Iowa, um, right across the river. And then we add our proprietary seasoning mix to it. Um, so, And our pizzas are huge. I mean, they're huge. A large will easily feed six people. Tavern-style no tavern,
1: tavern style crust? A thin-style tavern crust. It's all
0: hand-tossed. Yep. Um, we do offer a thicker one, which would be more along the lines of what people consider hand-tossed. More uh, like a regular, yeah, you know, regular Davani's-type crust, type crust exactly. what people think of. Yeah, Tr- yeah. the traditional Davani's would be a good comparison. Um, and then behind that, the ribs and the roasted chicken. You know, we do our own rub for the ribs. We make our sauce in-house. Our ribs are braised, not smoked, and for people in that area, that's a preferred method of cooking. Makes them a little more tender, fall off the bone. A little more bone. tender.
1: People love the. Yeah, that's a big debate, right? Do you want Do you want the uh, smoked, like a little more chew to it, or do you like it to fall?
0: Well, I'm a my, my entire, answer is famous yes. Dave So you can take a guess which way well, I'm going <laughs> to go. with Correct. It. Yes. Um, but you know, I I, I would be. I'd be an idiot if I changed this process because people love the ribs. They isn't, do love the ribs. Isn't that
1: interesting? Does it does it take a little bit of humble pie as a restaurant operator to know that like what your preference may be isn't necessarily what your guests want?
0: Absolutely. I yeah. I, I can give you about a hundred different stories <laughs> where I where I've eaten that pie and then <laughs> had a second helping as well. And you know, and that that's part of the the fun part of it, though, to be absolutely honest with you, because we've tried some things where Fawn and I looked at each other, go, "That's killer," and then it just the, the feedback was not the same, and and so a lot of times we'll all be bouncing things off of the staff that are from the area and understand a little bit more the palette and have a history to it versus us coming in from from our experiences.
1: Josh Petzl is with us, owner of Great River. Roadhouse, Fawn Moats is your partner. Absolutely. In that operation. Um, three recommendations, three places you'd like to go that you want people to know about.
0: Well, that's a tough one because I don't go out anymore now. <laughs> you know, I'm usually yeah. at the restaurant. Well, where do you go
1: here when you come into town?
0: Yeah, okay. So I can, I can give you a couple of different ones here. So tonight, um, you know, you guys can follow me around if you want. There you but, go. Um, I'll be having steak at Capitol Grill. Um, Fawn was going to come up for the trip. She decided to stay home and and hammered out the Thanksgiving prep. <laughs> so,
1: um, so you're going to go out to Capitol Grill. Well, we like, if, if, talk if, about rubbing salt in the wound well, of not well, coming. She,
0: she would have had the call if she was here, we, and right. we probably would All have right. done something a little more foodie centric, <laughs> or probably, to be honest with you, it would have been a sushi item. Oh, yeah. Sushi's a hard. Hard find where we in live. your region, right? Right. There is some in Lacrosse, but again, it's it's nothing along the levels as to what you're going to get here. Um, you know, on the restaurants in our immediate area are tough. There was one that was south of us, Spring Park Inn, I believe, uh, which just recently sold. Um, they were doing great with steaks and chops and just sort of the the, the supper club type of menu, uh, just out just north of Prairie du Chien there. And then in in actual lacrosse, uh, the one that we've gone to on occasion is called
1: Love Child. I, it's a spectacular restaurant. You've been there, so you're familiar yes. with it. I've tried to get, uh, because, you know, the chef, the team that runs that is from here also. Okay. From the Twin Cities. Sort of legendary right. uh, chef, Jay Sparks. Okay. Um, it's an awesome restaurant.
0: Well, then maybe I can try and see. We're looking to get a chef here down at the Roadhouse at some point here in the next six months. So, there you go. Throw that out to anybody listening who wants a little bit of a lifestyle change.
1: That's a good one. Um,
0: And it is, you know, it's a challenge for us right now. We've got a, we've got a great menu. We've got, you know, none of it has to be reimagined to a certain extent. But for us to go any further with what we're doing with the restaurant, we need, you know, we need the horsepower to, to handle it. And um, that's the recognition that we've come to, and yeah, uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a daunting prospect because it does involve a lifestyle change, without right. a doubt. But for the right person, it could be a great opportunity. Whether it's a you know I'm gonna I'm gonna gnash my yeah. teeth and, and get this on my resume, or somebody that's looking honestly to just get out of the get out of this particular environment right. and try and, something new. and do something. And if you're a hunting, if you're a hunter, if you're a fisher fisherman. This is the place to do it. It is the Mecca for that.
1: Josh Petzl, this was really fun. Thank you for coming in. Have a good time in the big city tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the DeRussia Eats podcast. On WCCO Radio, 830 AM, we do conversations with chefs, with farmers, with small business people every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. The podcast is available every week. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would love for you to leave us a review. Give us however many stars you can. I don't know, 10, 20 stars would be nice, five stars, and leave your feedback as well. It really helps us grow and helps support covering the food community here at WCCO Radio and in the DeRussia Eats podcast. If you'd like to email me with an idea or a question about the restaurant scene, you can email jason at odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Jason at odyssey.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Derusha Eats podcast. Thanks for listening to Derusha Eats.
0: Dan Cook is our producer. Jason Derusha is your host. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. Derusha Eats is a production of Odyssey.